Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Coffee with a friend is like capturing joy in a cup. Welcome to the Coffee with Jenny B podcast, hosted by Jenny B, a lover of all things coffee. Each week, Jenny will chat about connecting over coffee, what brings her joy, and everything in between. A lot can happen over coffee, so grab a cup, sit back, and enjoy. Now here's your host, Jenny B. Hello and welcome to the show. My friend Joanne posted on social media, I guess it was a few weeks ago, and talking about her circle of friends. She referred to the first group as her circle of wisdom. You know, friends that she's known forever, possibly since childhood, friends that she can rely on, that they have history, and that history means a lot to her. And then she spoke about her circle of friends that are entrepreneurs and talked about how the women who are in that circle challenge her, support her, and celebrate what she does. And in return, she does that for them as well. And it got me thinking about friendship and what that means to everyone. You know, they say that people come into your life for a reason, a season, or a lifetime. And I think that's true for most of us. Because when you think about the reason why people, why there's a reason people are in your life, it could be that they are there for a purpose. You know, they are there to help you with a project, help you solve a problem, perhaps offer some support. Depends on the situation. But the reason that they are there with you, once that reason is done, then they leave your life, or usually, although sometimes the reason turns into other types of friendship. And sometimes the reason that people are in your life is perhaps to challenge you, or perhaps to teach you a lesson. Now, the lesson could be that we're struggling with something, and we can't see our way out of it, And sometimes a stranger who will come into your life and offer their input. So when you think about teach a lesson, it's more on the positive side of things, helping us perhaps unravel a problem. And it's interesting about a stranger coming up and, you know, perhaps interjecting, you know, in the lines of, I see that you're struggling. Can I help you? Now, Sometimes I will accept the help from a stranger because, you know, I'm struggling to the point where, yes, please give me some help. And other times you're a little leery, perhaps, of strangers wanting to help you and, you know, perhaps thinking that there's an ulterior motive. But usually it's, it's the opposite. It's, it's more of a, yes, I, I would appreciate some help. Thank you so much. You know, I think about, you know, when I was, um, a young mother, you know, single mother with two children. And you're in the grocery store and the kids are having a tantrum or they're, there's something going on. One's running around and they're crying and you're at your wit's end and you don't know what to do. 
having someone come up and say, I see you're struggling. Can I help you? You know, they're there for a reason to give you that hand, to give you that help. Now, the other way of looking at it is perhaps you are not being your best self. Let's just put it that way. You're not being your best self for whatever reason. You know, maybe you're grumpy, you're going through some bad time, what, whatever it is, you're just not yourself. And perhaps it's someone who is, again, back to teaching you a lesson, perhaps having that conversation with you. And again, it, it could be someone who is a new acquaintance, or it could be, again, a stranger coming up and saying, look, I don't like your attitude, or I don't, I don't appreciate the way you're behaving. And it, you may not even be behaving that way to them, but you could be behaving that way to someone else. And they're stepping in to say, no, that's not right. And sometimes we need that. You know, we need someone to say, look, you're wrong. You're not doing something right. You are being rude. You are being disrespectful. You are being inconsiderate. And we all have those moments. You know, we're caught up with our own feelings and sometimes ego gets in the way. And then we are not ourselves. And friends that are there for a season, you know, I think about friends of mine that I don't see very often just because they're busy with their lives and I'm busy and Not that busy is an excuse not to see each other, but we just don't get a chance to do that. But yet, when we do connect, when we're either talking on the phone or we're meeting for coffee or dinner or lunch or just connecting with each other, it feels like we've never been apart. There's no awkwardness. There's no tension. There's no, okay, so what's going on? It's as if we've resumed the conversation where we left off last time, and it just feels natural. And that's a friend for season because, again, you don't see each other very often or you don't connect very often, but that friendship is there. And, you know, if someone were to ask me, you know, do you still consider them friends? Absolutely. Just because I don't see them all the time, just because I don't talk to them all the time, doesn't mean that they're any less of a friend for me. And then friends for a lifetime. You know, I have a a couple of girlfriends, Barb and Jan, we met in grade two. And it was Holy Ghost. So we're, we're all Polish and we met at Holy Ghost Church. We were in grade two, I believe, and we were going to communion and catechism. So we connected there. And then we connected a few years later when we were all in Polish dance group. So we were 13. So we're all the same age. I'm the oldest. So my birthday is December. Jan's is in February and Barb's is in March but we're all the same age. And so we connected when we were 13 in the dance group. And then from there, we were at practice, we were at dancing, we were folklorama, we traveled to Poland together when we were 16. And then we kept in touch and we formed that bond. You know, they talk about, you know, sisters from another mister. Well, they were my sisters. And to the point that when I got married the first time at 19, Barb was my maid of honor and her, at the time, fiance was Marcel. And so he was best man. And then Jan was one of my bridesmaids. And then over the years, we kept in touch and we did things together. You know, we celebrated birthdays and holidays. And then I was the first one to have children. So when Stephen was born, and then a couple of years later, Crystal was born and Barb was Crystal's godmother. So there was that connection there. And then Barb had kids and then Jan had kids. And growing up, the children all thought they were cousins because aunties and uncles, right? So we were all aunties and uncles. And we've been connected together ever since. And it's been 
well, we're in our 60s. <laughs> so it's been a long time. And what I love about the kids is that they have what's called cousins nights. You know, they get together. We still celebrate holidays, Christmas, you know, Thanksgiving, birthdays, weddings, you know, any, any special occasion we get together. And then the girls, you know, Barb and Jan and I, we try to get together, you know, go for coffee, go for lunch, you know, do things together, go shopping and just connecting with each other. You know, there's that bond that is so strong between the three of us that I can't see that bond ever breaking. And it's the family, you know, just because they're not blood doesn't mean that they're not family. And sometimes family that is not blood is actually stronger. You know, the bonds are stronger. You want to be with them because you cherish them and you value the friendship. And when you think about different types of friendship, you know, one of my favorite series was Grey's Anatomy. And I remember Meredith and Christina were very, very, well, I would probably say best of friends, but they referred to each other as you're my person. You know, you're my person. You're the person that I rely on. You're the person that I connect with. You're my best friend, the one that I tell all my secrets, the one that is always there for me, who has my back. And that always struck a chord in me that how special is that where you have that your person, you know, and some people refer to it, oh, they're my bestie, you know, my best friend. And I can't say that I have a best friend because Barb and Jan are my, are my friends. They're my best friends. And when you think about the different groups of friends, you know, back to what my friend Joanne was talking about, you know, her circle of wisdom and thinking back to not just Barb and Jan, of course, but friends that I've made over the years that you can connect with on a different level. Because really, I don't think one person can provide everything to you. And so that's why you need different friends. You know, you have your friends from your sports group, perhaps. You have your brunch club. Maybe you have a run club. Maybe you belong to a choir. Maybe you have your work friends. You know, you have your different groups, your different, your different types of friends, so to speak. You know, the friends that you go on holidays with, the friends that you play cards with, the friends that you go for coffee with, and maybe it's different types of friends that you go for coffee. You know, I have several friends that I consider my coffee friends. You know, I can either email them or call them up and say, hey, let's go for coffee. And we all love coffee. And so we get together and we have conversations and we really just enjoy each other's company. And when you think about your work friends, now, when you are working five days a week, well, maybe since COVID, maybe not as much, but typically if you're working Monday to Friday, you're working, you know, nine to five or eight to four, but you're spending a big chunk of your day with people in the office or wherever you're working and you consider them your work friends and you do things together, you know, have lunch together, coffee breaks together, perhaps, you know, you go for dinner. Sometimes you do things together, you know, team building exercises, et cetera. And when you leave the job, you're always saying to each other, you know, let's keep in touch. Let's exchange phone numbers. Let's exchange email addresses and let's, let's keep in touch. And of course, everybody says, yes, I'm looking forward to it. You know, let's go for coffee. Let's do things. And inevitably what happens is that perhaps you do that a few times, but then it kind of dwindles off and neither of you really make the effort to continue that. Now I'm generalizing here because of course, sometimes you do make those really close connections that even if you're not working together, 
you are still good friends and you will stay good friends because it had nothing to do with the work. It just so happened that you were able to meet in that setting and maintain that friendship. Hi, it's Jenny. We'll get back to the show in a moment. But first, I invite you to check out my website, coffeewithjennyb.ca. That's Jenny with a G, where you'll find all the links to my episodes. You'll also find a variety of coffee gifts available for purchase, including my branded bag of Red Door Coffee Beans from Harrison's Coffee Company. As well, you'll find a link to join the Winnipeg Coffee Community Facebook group. I'll also be posting info about upcoming coffee tours and coffee nights. So keep checking my website for updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. Now, let's get back to the show. You know, I think about my husband. So Frank is still friends with all the guys that he went to high school with. And he's 65, so, you know, do the math. But these are guys that he golfs with on a regular basis. You know, every Saturday, there's the same group that goes. Every Friday, it's the same group. When there is a birthday, when there's a special occasion, you know, there's a fundraiser, you know, Bud's Bud and Steak or social or whatever it is. It's the same guys. It's the same guys, you know, when they're doing their football pool or baseball pool, anything, basically anything they're doing together, it's the same group of guys that he's with. And he treasures that connection with those guys because they all made an effort to stay together. Now, probably Frank, because Frank is the kind of guy that, you know, he tends to organize things. He's the one that's always in connection with everyone. So perhaps because of his input, everybody is is connected. But I, I really think that they all truly want to be connected with each other because they made that that connection, that bond when they were in high school. And that bond has never changed. I mean, we all get older and we, you know, all have different lives and different things that are happening in our lives. But for them, that bond has remained the same. And I think about the group of friends that I made through the Made to Grow project, the Made to Grow group. And these are all women entrepreneurs, you know, similar to what Joanne was saying about the entrepreneurs that she has connected with. I have friends that I've connected with. And initially when I started, we were all entrepreneurs, you know, getting to know each other. But over time, that connection has really strengthened. And we've collaborated with each other on different things. We've connected in events. We've gone for coffee. We've gone for lunch. And it's a different group because you connect with different groups in a different way. So the group that perhaps I go for coffee with is a different conversation and a different type of group than the made to grow because we have different conversations. And that's not to say that I couldn't have conversations about business with my coffee friends, but that's not the purpose why we get together. You know, it's, it's a different kind of a conversation. And when I think about breaking up with a friend, it hurts just as much as if you had broken up with a romantic partner because you've made that connection. You've made that bond. You've celebrated special occasions with this person. You thought that they were always going to be there for you, you know, getting back to the lifetime friend. And when they break up with you, when they tell you that's it, we're done, and you're heartbroken because you don't know why, 
and they don't tell you why. And that happened twice to me, actually. And each time it really, really hurt. And I tried to find that closure. I tried to ask, you know, what did I do? What can I do? What can I do to, you know, just please tell me. And nothing, just dead, you know, silence. And it took a while to get over that because I didn't see it coming. And, you know, after a while, I started to reflect that perhaps my attitude was not what they were happy with. You know, maybe I canceled a few coffee dates and they felt that maybe I wasn't as committed to the friendship as they were. But I wonder why they never said anything. You know, what's wrong with saying, hey, I'm a little concerned that you've canceled a couple coffee dates or you're not answering my texts or you're not, you know, picking up when I phone, you know, what's going on? And I wonder if it's easier to break up and not say anything than it is to confront someone. I don't know. I, I don't have the answer to that. But I would, I'd like to think that if I had some issues with a friend, and, you know, big or small, it doesn't matter, but if I had some issues with a friend, I would want to be honest and say, can we talk? You know, I, I've noticed whatever that notice is. And then we can work it out. But breaking up with someone, well, breaking a friendship, and not having that discussion, I think, is a missed opportunity because I wonder sometimes if the person that broke off with me is perhaps regretting doing that. And if they are regretting it, you know, is it too late to connect? It's like, you know, I think it's, you know, too much water under the bridge, so to speak. Maybe it's not worth it. But I think if you truly want to connect with someone, if, if there's that bond, and I think it's important to have that connection. It's to make sure that you are committed. And maybe it's looking at how we value our friends. You know, how are we treating our friends? Are we treating them with respect? Are we honoring time? You know, I've mentioned a few times that my time management <laughs> isn't the best. And I'm typically late or I, I try to be on time, but more often than not, I'm, I'm actually late. And my friends who are still friends with me, <laughs> They realize that, okay, she's running late again. And sometimes when I'm early, I surprise them. But maybe the other friends were tired of me being late and just said, you know what? I'm done. I'm tired of waiting for you. I don't know. But it's certainly something to think about. It's not the gifts that we give each other. It's not, let's, you know, I want to buy you coffee. It's not any of the material things that are really that important. It's the time. You know, it's the time. It's the attention. It's the connection. When you say, I want to go for coffee, it means I, I want to be with you. You know, letting the other person know that, yes, I value our friendship. I want to be with you. And maybe we need to say it more often. Maybe we need to say, you know what? Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for being there for me. Thank you for having my back. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for celebrating my wins. And just thank you for being you. We don't say thank you enough. We don't say how much we appreciate the other person. I read somewhere that the art of letter writing is having a comeback. So I love the idea of perhaps maybe every now and then writing a letter to a friend and popping it in the mail so that instead of bills in the mailbox, they have a letter from me that outlines just how much I appreciate them. You know, my daughter said to me, it was a couple of weeks ago that I guess she was getting the mail and Lenny, my four and a half year old granddaughter said to her, how come I don't get an email? And she was kind of sad and, you know, a little forlorn. So my daughter said, maybe send a, some mail to Lenny. <laughs> 
So I got this beautiful card and I wrote a note in it and I addressed it to Miss Lenny, you know, at the address and put a stamp on it and popped it in the mailbox. And so she got her, her letter from grandma and then she, she was happy that she got the card in the mail. So she actually got some mail and it's a little thing, but it made such a big difference for her. And that's something that I'm going to do on a regular basis. You know, if I'm out in the store and I see a cute little card, I'll pick it up and I'll write a little note in there, pop it in the mail, you know, maybe put some money. (laughs) I remember when I was a little girl, you know, you would get a Christmas card from an auntie or something and they'd put a $5 bill in there. You know, not not every single time, but maybe once in a while popping in a, a $5 bill so that when she opens it up, it's like, look, mom, I got $5. So she can go to the store and, you know, spend it on something. But it's, it's thinking about how we connect with people and the impact that we can make that are friends and how important it is to keep the friends in our lives because friends really do connect and complete your circle. You know, you think of the show friends, for instance, they all were in each other's lives. They connected, they did things together, they supported each other. They had fights, they had arguments, they made up, they were there for each other. You know, I can think of other shows, Seinfeld, again, friends that were connected and did everything together and were there for each other. And there's a reason why those shows lasted as long as they did, because it celebrated the idea of friendship, the idea of support, the idea of being there for each other. And so until next time, think about who's in your circle of friends, who are your friends for a reason, who are your friends for a season, and who are your friends for a lifetime and think about what you can do to show your appreciation and just to say, thank you for being my friend. Thanks so much for listening. If you like Coffee with Jenny B and want to know more, connect with Jenny on Instagram at Coffee with Jenny B. That's Jenny with a G. Until then, all you need is joy and more coffee. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's Take This Outside, a new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's Take This Outside, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at ivisonvoice.com slash podcast.